So I wanted this podcast to give you actionable things that you could apply to your life right away as moms and to give you real and concrete examples of how things play out in my own life as a mother and how they've played out over the years in my life as a mom. Do you ever wonder, how am I going to make it through to bedtime? How will I make it to the weekend? Or how will I ever get through this long, hard season with my kids? If you're a mom, you've likely asked those questions over and over again. Hi, I'm Sarah Short. I'm a busy mom of five kids and after almost two decades of parenting and asking myself those same questions, I'm here to share with you some of the best ways to navigate through your days as a mom. From life with a newborn to toddlers to teenagers and everything in between, I'll teach you how to walk through every season of motherhood with courage and creativity and come out on the other side smarter and wiser, all while creating great relationships with your kids and a home life you love. My Nana once told me, there's no way but through. Turns out she was right in life and in motherhood. So throw your hair in a messy bun, grab your coffee, and come have a seat as we talk about all things mom. This is the No Way But Through podcast. Welcome back to the No Way But Through podcast. I am so glad you're here today. This fall, I have come to love Tuesdays because Tuesdays are the days that new episodes drop here. And I love that you get to hear and listen to the finished product of the hard work I've put into making each episode happen every week. Today is the last episode of season one on this podcast. When I first sat down to plan out and record this podcast many months ago, I really didn't know what to expect. I've told you this before, but I'm not really a podcast listener, and so I wasn't even sure what I wanted this to be or what I wanted it to look like. I just had a very clear vision that I wanted it to be helpful for young moms. I know how precious your time is to you, and I also know how little time you have to put in headphones and listen to something, or how the minutes can really fly by when you're in the car at carpool, and then all of a sudden you're back home with little ones again, and they need you and your attention. So I wanted this podcast to give you actionable things that you could apply to your life right away as moms and to give you real and concrete examples of how things play out in my own life as a mother and how they've played out over the years in my life as a mom. And I wanted you to understand the whys behind all of the things that I share with you and talk about. Yes, I wanted to give you examples, real and tangible examples, but I wanted you to understand in foundational ways what's underneath the things that I'm encouraging you to do. Since I launched this podcast three months ago, you all have welcomed me into your world and into your families, and I've accompanied you on walks and on car rides and while you've loaded the dishwasher and curled up on a chair in your family room after you've put your babies to sleep. And I count it as such an honor that you have been here and listened to this podcast these last few months. This podcast is what it is, and it's become what it's become because of you, my listeners. I actually didn't know if you'd listen or engage with me at all, or if you'd show up, 
but I have been blown away by your response these last few months. From the day I launched this podcast, my real life friends and family have loved me and cheered for me and supported me and shared this podcast over and over again. And because of that, there are hundreds of you that tune in every week. I was looking at some statistics this week and the No Way But Through podcast has been downloaded thousands and thousands of times and been listened to in four different countries. That blows me away, especially since it's only a few months old. One of my sons came home from school the other day and said to me, hey mom, this girl that I don't know in my chemistry class stopped me today and said, hey Lincoln, I was listening to this podcast with my mom on the way to school today because one of her friends told her she should listen to it with me and it turns out it's your mom. (laughs) He was so proud and I love that you all have shared this podcast with your friends and with people you love and I'm just so grateful for that. And I'm so excited about what's ahead for this podcast in 2024. We've talked about so much on here in these last 14 weeks, and none of the wisdom that I've shared with you these last few months came quickly or easily to me. The things that I've shared with you have all been my lived experiences over the last two decades that I've been a mom. And because I started writing and blogging and processing through all of the different things that I was learning, starting when my oldest son was three, this podcast is built on years of my actual experiences that I processed in real time and can look back on and remember who I was and what I felt. My friend Molly, one of the young moms in my life that I love and adore and have been pouring into her for several years, she tells me all the time that one of the most powerful things I ever say to her is, I remember. And I do. Some of it I remember just because I remember. But some of it I remember because I wrote about all of it as it was happening to me day after day when I was a young mom myself. This podcast is just an online extension of what I've already been doing and living in my very real life with the young moms in my very real life and with my own kids and my own family. And it is such an honor that I get to share the wisdom that I've learned with so many more of you now. In the last episode of season one, I wanted to give you just a handful of things that I've talked about over these last 14 weeks that are things I really want you to remember and things that I believe so passionately and I want you to carry with you as you anticipate and move into 2024. I was tempted to not share some of the most important things I believe about motherhood in these early episodes of the podcast because I hadn't really built an audience yet. And there's all of this research and all of these different strategies and different ways of doing things. And I told Jason that if I was going to do this podcast, 
then I was going to give you the very best of me and the very best of what I've learned and what I know right from the beginning. These things I've shared with you, I do feel so passionately about, and they are things that I've learned the hard way from years of making my own mistakes and then doing things differently the next time. I've always wanted you to know this, really to know this, that as I forged my path through motherhood, I have made mistakes But then I try again, and then I make more mistakes, and then I get up and try again. And after two decades now, I'm sharing with you what I know to be true and what I want for you as moms. And I'm so excited because there is so much more that I can't wait to share with you as we move into the next year together. Okay, so here are five things that I've talked about in these last 14 episodes that I really want you to take with you and remember from season one of the No Way But Through podcast. All right, here we go. Number one, there is no one right way to do anything in motherhood. I've talked about this multiple times throughout this podcast, but particularly in episode two, in the letter I wrote to moms of one or two children. There is not one right way to do any of this. There are multiple ways to raise children, to interact with them and love them and care for them. There are different ways of developing the culture in your family and discipline and routines and bedtime and snacks and all of that, potty training, nursing. There is no one right way to do things. The way your mom did them, the way your aunt did them, the way your friends do them, those things and those ways, they may not work for you. And that is okay. And you can walk through motherhood humbly, ready to listen and hear, and then sift through the advice of others, including me, but confidently move through when you find something that works for you and stick with it. When I look back on who I was as a young mom, I am so proud of that girl and how she was able to say, that just doesn't work for me, and I'm going to do it this way. I started saying that to myself when my kids were itty-bitty little ones, and I only had one or two of them. And I still say that now in raising teenagers with and around other parents. You get to find your own way as a mom. You need help, you need wisdom, and you need advice from others, especially older moms who've gone before you. You do. But there is just not one right way to do things. And what works for someone else just might not work for you. You all have sent me so many messages with stories and examples of how this has played out in your own life and how you now have so much more confidence as you relate to different family members and friends and people at church and moms at school. And I'm just so proud of you guys for that. It will serve you so well all the way through motherhood 
And it will make you a better friend too if you allow people to choose the way they want to do things and they respect the way you want to do them as well. Speaking of friends, that leads me to number two. You need friends. We've talked a lot about friendship on here. I devoted two whole episodes of this season one to friendship because it is so critically important that you have friends in your life. Because I was once a young mom who moved away from all of my family and friends when I had really little kids, I know that friends, having friends, is not a given. And it can be tempting sometimes to think that the effort you need to put into making and keeping relationships just isn't worth it, especially if you've been burned or you've been hurt by friends or ghosted or excluded. There can be seasons in motherhood when we feel like we don't have any friends at all and don't know where to find them. And that is why it was so important to me to talk about this early on in the podcast so that if you were in a season with no friends or just a handful of surfacey relationships, that you could begin to step out and that maybe I could help you and help make you brave to start some new friendships in places where maybe you weren't even looking for them. In episode three, I shared with you four ways to know someone is for you. That has been one of the top three most listened to episodes on this podcast, and I get why. We all need friends who are for us, and there is a difference between someone who you just call your friend and a friend who is for you. Friends who are for us, they are safe to us. They help carry the burdens of motherhood with us because they cheer for us and we know deep down when we see them that they have our best interest at heart and we don't have to worry and we don't have to stress and we don't carry this heavy burden of always wondering where we stand. If you haven't listened to episode three, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. And if you have teenage girls, I really encourage you to listen to it with them. One of the most consistent pieces of feedback I got on that episode was how much moms loved listening to that episode with their daughters. And then on episode 11, I shared with you five friends all moms need. My main goal in that episode was to help open your eyes to friendships that maybe you hadn't thought of. And that I'd had all of these different kinds of relationships throughout my journey as a mom. And each one holds such value and can be so formative and special and awesome. And so if you haven't listened to episode 11 on five friends all moms need, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that one as well. Number three, prioritize dinner around the table with your family. There is nothing we do as a family that has bonded us more or changed us or that challenges us and builds our family culture like our dinner around the table together. I shared this with you in episode four in two ways to create a close-knit family with dinner around the table being one of those ways that's really essential if you want a family that's bonded together. 
If you want a family like this, you need to eat together and have a collective time to share and talk and laugh and just be present with one another. I talked about it more in episode seven and gave you ways that you could open up your home and open up your table to invite others in who are not part of your family, your kids, friends, singles, other families. And I gave you some really practical tools that you could use to open up your home and invite other people into that time with your family. And then in episode 11, I talked about family traditions and how you establish those and that the most important tradition that we have in our family is dinner around the table together every night. And if dinner time just doesn't work for your family because of work schedules or sports schedules or whatever it is that you have going on in your family, then it can be Saturday breakfast or Sunday family lunch or anything that you can do to create regular time for your family to sit down together and intentionally spend time with one another and bond over a meal. Our little teeny tiny kids have been sitting in high chairs around our table while we've done this since they were old enough to sit up. And I love seeing now that I have an adult child and one right on his heels and what that time means to them now and how important it's been to them throughout their lives and remains so important to them today. You will never regret making time to sit down and have dinner around the table as a family. You won't. And if you want to dig deep into research about that, you will find that statistically, eating together as a family around the table has an incredible impact on the adults that will walk out of your doors and start their own lives one day. Prioritize dinner together. It's just so, so important. Number four, make your parenting decisions out of wisdom, not fear. I devoted one whole entire episode to this because it has been so central to my life as a mom and to Jason and me as parents. Every time we have a parenting decision to make that requires some thought and some introspection and weighing multiple different things and we arrive at a decision, we always stop and ask ourselves, Are we making this decision out of wisdom or out of fear? There are so many things that the world tells us to be afraid of. The internet, television, cell phones, other kids, other kids at school, other kids at church, other parents and their choices, the devil, public school, private school, homeschoolers, too early bedtimes, too late bedtimes, too much sugar, not enough fun. It's so easy to get wrapped up in what we're afraid might happen or not happen. And we can get all tied up in knots and then not really know how to make a decision and then how to have peace about it. Well, this one question, am I making this decision out of wisdom or out of fear, has really helped guide us as parents down a path of making wise and good decisions for our kids instead of making decisions out of fear. There aren't easy answers to so many things, but if you use this question, I truly believe it will help you be able to make good decisions and the right decisions for your kids in any circumstance. 
It has helped us so much. And even over the last couple of months, I see how it's helped you all as you've sent me messages saying this question has been so transformative for you as parents, as you've been using it to make parenting decisions. I want you to take this question with you as we leave season one, because I want this question to help guide your parenting choices. Am I making this decision out of wisdom or out of fear? And lastly, number five, experiences over things. I shared in detail about this in last week's episode as it related to shopping for Christmas gifts for our kids and how we choose what to buy for them and get for them for Christmas or really birthdays or any holidays when we're purchasing gifts for them. We base those gifts, almost all of our kids' gifts, on what they love to do, not what they want to have. Experiences over things, experiences over stuff, is one of our core family values over here at The Shorts. We started implementing this when our kids were in their toddler years, and it has helped our kids battle entitlement and battle envy and an unhealthy attachment to stuff and this crazy pull towards thinking that stuff, that having stuff makes them better than somebody else. We want their hearts untethered to stuff. We want them to see and experience the world around them with the people around them. And that at the end of their time in our family, when they first launch out as young adults, we want them to be able to look back and have it not be stuff that they remember, but the experiences we've shared as a family and with others that they value and cherish. We spend our money and our time and our thought life as parents when we're thinking about our kids and what we want for them and how we want them to see the world. We spend a lot of our time and our resources on giving them meaningful and rich experiences with each other and with us and with the other people in their lives and the people that we love. And it's really been so sweet to now have adult children who do truly value experiences over material possessions and have lived that out for their entire lives and see that it really is truly the relationships in your life that matter, not the stuff that you own. So those are the five things, just five things I'd love for you to remember from season one of this podcast. There is not one right way to do anything in motherhood. You need friends. Prioritize dinner around the table with your family. Make your parenting decisions out of wisdom, not fear, and experiences over stuff. I'm sure we will revisit these again because they are so core to what I want to teach you and share with you and for you to develop within your own families. But those are just five things that I really want you to carry with you as you move into 2024. I am so excited about what's ahead for this podcast, and I am also ready to set it aside for a little bit while I celebrate the holidays with my family and take a break from this work that I'm doing. Something that is so important to me 
is that I model for you and live out in front of you with this podcast, what I believe and what I'm teaching you. Because this is work that I can set aside because I'm not supporting my family with it, but this is something I'm doing as a way of loving and serving you all. I am going to spend the next several weeks with my kids and with my husband and pouring into my relationships with my friends and my extended family. And I always want you to see in me that I am modeling for you in my real life, what I'm teaching you here online. I've told you before that the moms that I mentor in my life, I couldn't come on here and talk to you about motherhood and about being a young mom today in 2023, going into 2024. I couldn't come on here and talk to you about those things if my real life didn't reflect a pouring out to them in my real life spaces. So this mom this podcasting mom who just finished her first season, her first 14 episodes, is signing off now until 2024. I can't wait to be back with you again next year and share with you the exciting things I have for you. I'll still be hanging out over on Instagram. You can always message me over there. I'm not sure how much I'll be posting or not, but you can always send me a message over there if you want to get in touch with me. Thank you for all the ways that you've loved and supported me as I've launched this podcast this fall. For listening and for leaving me the most amazing reviews that you've left for me over on Apple Podcasts. For coming back week after week and learning from me. I am so grateful for each one of you that listened and I can't wait to be back with you in 2024. Merry Christmas, you guys. I hope you have an amazing new year.